Welcome to the G-Man Show. I'm the G-Man, Ron Gerard, and you are confirmed to the first-class cabin on the mothership of social media. This week's in-flight entertainment is another episode of Curtain Call. Classic interviews from our vault of treasures. Our spotlight is on former Cubs third baseman and Hall of Famer, Ron Santo. You know, believe it or not, there are less position players from the hot corner in the hall than any other, 17 in all. And for your information, pitchers lead the way with 83. Let's get some background on the only third baseman in Major League history to post eight consecutive seasons with over 90 RBI. Ron Santo played 14 of his 15 seasons with the Chicago Cubs. His final year was spent on the south side with the White Sox. He was an inspirational leader for the Cubs franchise and one of the outstanding third basemen of his era or any era. He won five consecutive Gold Glove Awards and posted a career fielding percentage of 954. The nine-time All-Star hit 25 or more home runs eight times. He finished with 342 for his career with 1,331 RBI and a batting average of 277. In 2011, the Cubs dedicated a statue to the beloved star playing defense at Wrigley Field. Ron Santo battled diabetes for most of his life, and since 1979, the annual Ron Santo Walk in Chicago has raised in excess of $65 million. Ron Santo was elected to the National Baseball Hall of Fame in 2012. This interview was conducted in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in 1991. Okay, Ron, uh, great stats uh, that you've had throughout your career, but you were a a guy that played really with your heart also. Uh, You couldn't really measure that. Uh, All those great years in Chicago, but of course, I guess everybody always points to 1969 when they talk to you and uh, almost getting there because it was a great club. Yeah, well, you know, when I uh, I always uh, took a lot of pride when I walked across those white lines, you know, I gave it 100%, and uh, I loved playing the game, and I played hard. Uh, and you look back on my career, and, and everybody does bring up 69, but uh, I look at 69 not as a, a depressing year at all. In fact, it was the most exciting year of my career as far as I was concerned because that was the closest we ever come to uh, winning a pennant and uh, never being there before. Uh, you know, everybody says, well, uh, we blew it, but we didn't. The Mets won. They won 35 out of 49 ball games. Uh, that's hard to beat. If we'd have played 500 ball, we still wouldn't have won. They were the team that year. Uh, I've always said God lived in New York that year. You played for uh, that year. You played for a number of managers, but one of the legendary managers, a guy that probably should be in the Hall of Fame, Leo DeRocher. Very definitely should be in the Hall of Fame as far as I'm concerned. He's brought a lot to baseball. Very exciting manager. He was an exciting ball player. Uh Fans loved to come out and watch him and uh, played, played six years for the man. He was a, I'd say that he was a, a player's manager, ball player's manager. I mean, whatever was said kept, was kept right down on the field. He protected his players, and uh, I really liked We had our differences, there was no doubt, but he wanted to win as bad as I did. And, and when you get two guys like that, you know, you're going to have your difference. But I respect him as one of the best managers I've played for. Uh- the players, you, the, your teammates, uh, Ernie Banks, Billy Williams, it's like a who's who. And, of course, Ron Santo. I mean, 
Uh, those two guys are in the Hall of Fame. There are many people, uh, myself included, who think it, you should have been given consideration and should have been elected to the Hall of Fame. Do you ever think about that? Well, I still have, uh, I don't know if you realize, I still have five years left to get in the Hall of Fame. Uh, so, uh, ironically, uh, we talk about this, Ron, uh, when I came eligible, I left the game in 1975 and I went right into business. And I've been out of the game up until this year for over, well, 16 years. And it probably hurt me leaving the game and not keeping my face in the media, but I couldn't afford to stay in baseball at that time because I had my own businesses and stuff like that. But what hurt me was the fact that when it came time after five years to go on the ballot, I only got four and a half percent of the vote. You got to get five. And then four years later, they realized it and it reinstated me. So I still have five years left to get in the Hall of Fame. I, I feel statistic wise, uh, there's only seven third basemen in, in the Hall of Fame uh, in all of baseball. And uh, there's probably only one uh, that has better statistics than I have. Well, when we, uh, like you said, we look back over your career, you had to, uh, you, you always stayed in Chicago. I remember it was for me, for someone that followed you, I, you went to the White Sox. I guess it was your final year. Uh, was that uh, was that difficult for you? That was a very difficult thing to do. I really wanted to end my career in uh, Wrigley Field, uh, but it came time, and I had the ten five five ten year uh, rule, and so I can go to anybody I wanted to go to. But I didn't want to leave Chicago, so the Sox were interested, and I said uh, I had told Chuck Tanner at the time I wasn't ready for DHing, but he said, "Oh no, you'll play a little third, a little first, and DH, and we'll switch around with Melton and Dick Allen." But when I got over there, it was mainly DH, and I played a little second base and uh, maybe two games at third. But I had a two-year contract, no cut. But it was very hard to adjust from the National League to the American League. It would have taken me longer. So I decided to retire after the first year. When I think back, uh, am I wrong, but were you, uh, you a diabetic? Exactly. I, I think you're the first player that I ever heard that said about, and then, of course, you went on and continued to play. I mean, how much... What was that like, uh, you know, when, when you found out? I don't know if you knew prior or if it happened while you were a player. No, it happened. I was uh, I had just signed a professional contract with Chicago Cubs at 18 years old. And in those days, they didn't give you a physical, you know. So I just went to a regular MD at home. My mother used to make me go to a doctor every year and get a physical. Found out uh, that I had diabetes, and I was an insulin-dependent insulin diabetic, what they called juvenile diabetic uh, and uh, so I had it my whole career. I took a shot every day, and it was hard. It, at the first, first four years to, uh, to learn and understand what diabetes was, my reactions and everything, uh, but I was very fortunate to, to spend 15 years in the big leagues with, with the disease and, and uh, to play baseball that long. Finally, uh, everyone may not know it, but you are, this year you're back in baseball, you're in the, in the booth with the Cubs, are you doing radio? Yes, I am. I'm doing color on, uh, with WGN uh, radio. Uh, and they had asked me a couple years ago if I'd be interested in doing color, you know, being from Chicago, and, and they wanted to see somebody uh, from Chicago that's been there most of his life. So I said I couldn't do it two years ago, and then the opportunity came up because I was in business and I was building another facility, and so uh, it came up again, and I said, yeah, I'd be interested. Well, we're glad you're back, and I appreciate you taking the time. Well, thank you, Ron. Hall of Fame third baseman, Ron Santo. And if you're looking for inspiration at any point in your life, look no further than number 10, Ronnie Santo. 
Stay safe and may 2021 bring you peace. Until we partner up again, keep your hands up, your chin down, shoot the jab, and don't make me look for you. Ow.